Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's JMIE, your 99th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. Happy New Year to everyone out there. 2022, we made it after the debacle that is 2021, after the disaster that was 2020. It's been two years of on again, off again. It's been two years of repetitiveness and divisiveness. So let's hope that 2022 brings a a new year for everyone. Um, I'm not just going to say the new year, new year thing. That's played out, and we're just going to... Hope that everybody has a great year, and let's start it off right. Um, hope you all had a, a, a great, great Christmas, too. Uh, the holiday season has come and gone once again. I hope you got everything that you want of your list. Um, I hope Santa visited you and brought you everything, and I hope you enjoyed time with your family and friends. If you follow me on Twitter, that's at Nerdpool Podcast, or at Nerdpool Pod. If you follow me on Instagram, it's Nerdpool Podcast. You'll see some of the few things that... Um, I got for Christmas um, a couple of the sought-after AEW action figures. Um, Yes, stop laughing. I'm going to give you a second. Okay, that's enough. Quit laughing. Yes, we all know I love wrestling. Um, I also had gotten a a Turbo Man action figure. Um, Turbo Man from the movie uh, Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was the hot, sought-after... toy of that movie and it was the big deal and it was it was just cool to get you know it's kind of cool a little thing a nod to a movie that i know and a new movie that i i enjoy watching around the holiday season so um you know thank you to santa for bringing it out and um just it's just giving me that i mean i had a great christmas i hope you all had yourself a great christmas um so starting off the new year i'm hoping to have a lot more um regularity again with the podcast and get back in everything the hustle and bustle is a little bit died down so hopefully everything can go back to normal and i can get a daily or weekly schedule putting back together and getting this out i'm also looking into getting my getting merch um done up and put out for this year starting hopefully fingers crossed it's coming so that's that's a thing i'm looking into right now trying to find a store that can uh accommodate it and just getting some designs and stuff together so if you would be interested in nerd pool merch um let me know what kind of merch you would be interesting in having um and i can try to figure all this out um but the reason i'm i'm babbling and the reason that mainly i am ex- kind of moving on you know and, and talking about all this other stuff before we get into what the episode is is because this episode is is really a uh it's a sad one um you know we have uh, had a lot of things happen last year there there was a lot of stuff that happened um and as everybody was counting down to the new year as everybody was hoping that we were going to leave what was bad in the past um we were hit with one final blow. It's like 2021 decided that it couldn't just go quietly into the night. 2021 had to take um, one final pot shot at somebody. It had to take that one final haymaker. It had to take a cheap shot. One final blow to everybody's year and just bring it down. And that is um, 
we lost one of the funniest people in Hollywood, period. We lost probably the funniest woman in Hollywood that's ever been. I don't care who it is. We lost one of the most recognizable names and faces in Hollywood. Um, and we lost, there's no other way around it, we lost a national treasure um, as, as Betty White at 99 years old. It was She was 17 days, I believe it was, from her birthday, from her 100th birthday. Betty White passed away um, in her home. They, at 99 years old, they didn't say what it was from. Um, I, I'm assuming, as most of you are, that she passed as a, you know, as just of age and natural causes. Um, and I really hope that it was it was just a peaceful sleep uh, because that's what Betty White deserved. Now, Betty White, again, like I said, it's, it's that she's a name that literally everybody knows. I do not know anybody who does not know Betty White, does not know her face. She has been around in Hollywood for seven decades. You know, it's, it's insane the the amount of time she has spent in Hollywood. Um, and uh, just a little bit about how I remember her. You know, you saw her on multiple shows, but the, the way that I will always remember Betty White is my grandmother. Uh, my, my granny had... She was one of those ones that whenever we were there, whenever she was at our house, whatever, she didn't care what we watched. Um, and I don't mean that as in like, oh, she was you know, just letting us watch dirty movies or anything. What I mean is the fact that, you know, as kids, we're bringing home movies from the video store. Pause for a second. Kids, if you're listening to this, a video store, which was a blockbuster or a Hollywood video, those were chains. You had little ones, the video corner, the video vault, you know. You would go to these places, and you would go in, and they would have movies at the time on VHS and later DVD, and you would walk around, and you would pick them, and you would take it up to the counter, and you would rent them for the way it was at Blockbuster, and most places it was three days, two to three days for a brand new release, and it ended up being five days for a older movie, and you would take them home and watch them, and then you would return them. That's what it was. There was no Netflix. There was no uh, HBO Max. There was no, you know, um, Amazon Prime Video or anything like that. You had to go and walk around a store and figure out what movies you wanted to watch. It was just as stressful, but it was more fun because you were out of the house. The smells and everything, but we're getting off track. Um, as we would come home from the video store with stuff as a kid, you know, like Munchie 2, which... I love still to this day, but Munchie 2 or Mac and Me, you know, these these little goofy, stupid movies that you know my grandmother didn't care about. She would let us watch it. She she didn't care, you know, we, we had full reign of her TV whenever we wanted, except for three times. There was three times uh, that you, whatever, doesn't matter what, we are watching her shows. One was every day at 1 p.m., Monday through Friday, watching uh, Days of Our Lives. When Days of Our Lives was on, when the, the the story of Sammy and everybody else in that show, Sammy's the only one I remember, but whenever they were on that show, you were watching that. That was my grandmother's soap. You know, she was going to watch it. Sunday nights, the Grand Old Opry. Um, my grandmother loved the Grand Old Opry, and that's what we watched. So when it was on, we were watching the Grand Old, whoever was performing. That's what was being shown at the time. The Grand Old Opry, if you don't know, is the most famous stage in uh, music history. 
in Nashville, Tennessee. It's where every legend has stood. It is one of the the biggest compliments you can give to an artist to be able to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. And number three was the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls was an NBC sitcom um, in the late 80s, 80s, early 90s, starring four of the funniest um, older women in Hollywood that was from multiple shows that you might have known. Um, B. Arthur from Maude was there. Rue McClanahan, who was, you know, in uh, Mama's Family and others. You had Estelle Getty, who at that point had done movies and TV shows. And then you had Betty White as the uh, incomparable and the lovable, the the dim-witted Rose Nyland. Now, Rose Nyland was my first big, big exposure to Betty White. Like, I knew, again, I knew her from Mama's Family and stuff like that beforehand. I get all that. But Rose Nyland is how I remember Betty White. Rose Nyland is how... I pictured Betty White even through her days because it was just a, a different from what she was. Rose was the, like I said, the dim-witted, lovable, um, the 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 goofball from Saint Olaf, Minnesota, who did not understand. You know, she took everything literal, anything you said. She didn't get a lot of jokes, um, and Betty White played her so fantastically, so fantastically. You know. But she had been doing this at that point for for since for years. Betty White started in the radio business um, because as she started after World War, <clears throat> excuse me, after World War II, where she was volunteering in the women's division, you know, helping put planes together and whatever for the thing. So yes, she was helping the armed forces. Betty White tried to get into Hollywood, and they told her she didn't have a photogenic face, which I don't get. Betty White was. You know, she was a very beautiful woman. Like, I, I don't understand it. But, I mean, Hollywood's always had that weird um, standard of what they consider beauty. So, she got into radio. She started doing, you know, uh, radio shows. She did the Betty White show. It was a variety show on on the radio. She went on the TV to started doing the Betty White show with Al Jarvis. Um, she was on Password. She was on the Match Game. She did a lot of game shows through the years at... You know, and that's where she became a staple before moving into things. I was doing um, like the Mary Tyler Moore show as Sue Ann Nivens, and then she went on to Mama's Family, then went on the Golden Girls. Um, she skated around doing appearances here or there, and ended up on her last show that I remember, which was Hot in Cleveland, where she played herself basically. She was, and I don't mean that. It, it, this is going to sound weird, but the, I just I, I feel like that was more of her character and the way she came off doing interviews. Um, Betty White did in this in that show was playing an elderly woman who was you know looking for a man. She would drink. She would you know crack jokes at people. She would make fun of people. She would curse. She was just hilarious in that everything Betty White ever did made you laugh. Her her presence whenever she was on screen commanded your attention, commanded your respect, and it just it made you get involved and want to watch her. Like every time. To me, every time she is on screen, she was stealing the show. She was there to show that she was the best at what she was doing, and it all came out to be almost every time. It, 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 it that's how it was. Like she was the one that you were focused on. She was the one that you were noticing. She was the one that was making you laugh because she was just so involved in the character she was playing at the time, and you can tell she truly loved. Being in Hollywood, she truly loved being on camera. She had a presence that was just très magnifique, if I may speak French. 
I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but I, I said it anyway. She just she commanded your attention. The the love that she had for the business and the respect that she had for the business and her peers was was just amazing. There was not one person in Hollywood that ever said a bad thing about Betty White that I know of. You never heard of her being in scandals. You never heard of her saying anything that was derogatory about someone that wasn't, you know, in jest or her just having fun, not being serious. She was everyone's lovable grandmother that told you how it was and told it like it is. And that was, you know, a, a big part of her character and what made people feel so emotionally attached to her and so connected to her as as Betty White um, for years, you know, doing just sporadic TV appearances and doing interviews. She was always lovable. She made everybody smile. She had an infectious smile herself that when you see it, you you just had to. You, you had to stop what you were doing, and, and it would just make you smile. Um, Betty White, there was a campaign to have her be the host of Saturday Night Live um, some years ago. On Facebook, it started, and it got huge. You know, for all the years of um, Saturday Night Live hosts and people that people have wanted to see host Saturday Night Live, I don't think there's ever been so much of a a groundswell or a support for one person to actually host the show. And Betty White did, and it's one of my favorite episodes of Saturday Night Live. It's a lot of people's favorite episodes of Saturday Night Live because it was her being herself. You know, yes, she was involved in the skits, but you could tell it was her personality coming through. And Betty White is the only person I have ever seen in the years that I've watched Saturday Night Live that at the end of the show got a standing ovation. The crowd, the crew, the cast, everyone stood, everyone cheered, and everyone applauded as you know, Betty White was on stage, and it was her once and only appearance on Saturday Night Live in that role as a host, and it was a special night for Saturday Night Live, it was a special night for her, she said, and it was a special night for the fans who had wanted for so long for her to be there, and to be the the host, and to be involved in it, and she finally, she got that, um, it's, it was a sad thing waking up and seeing that she had passed away. I mean, oh no, I got on Facebook and the first thing I saw was somebody said Betty White had passed away. Now Betty White has had this happen over the, especially in the past five years, it, it's happened regularly where somebody will be like, "Oh, Betty White's passed away," and people do this to get, for some reason, people do things like this to get attention on the internet and Twitter and Facebook. They'll make up a death hoax. And Betty White, you know, has been that because she's, because of her age, um, and every time I'm like, this is ridiculous, stop it, like, I'm, you know, this this isn't funny. So I saw that, and again, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go again. So the first thing I do is I went and Googled her name, and it popped up, TMZ said it, and, and, and the Sun said it, and the New York Post said it, and I was like, no, 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 not real, not happening, nope, this can't be, no, no. No, she's she's about to turn a hundred. Betty White says she's gonna make it a hundred. That, that's what that's what she said. It's not happening. She's not gone. And then you start seeing it more and more, and you're like, holy, holy hell! You know the the legend, uh, the 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 national treasure, Betty White is is gone. And I was and it it hit me for a moment. And I was just like, damn, what? 
Like, no more Betty White. Like, it, it, it's a, it was, it, it, for me, it was a weird feeling. Because I had honestly felt like my grandma had passed again. Because, you know, I grew up with her. I knew Betty White. And I know a lot of people are like, well, that's just a little bit overkill. Well, it, it is, but it isn't. You, you got to understand, you know, like, I've, I've grown up watching this woman who made me laugh, who was in my TV, you know, on the TV constantly, who I had known through multiple characters, multiple iterations of different characters. And, you know, you get attached to these people. You get accustomed to these people. And she was one of my favorite people in Hollywood. You know, anything Betty White was in, I was going to see. Like, that's just how it was. That's how she was just one of those people that, that again, commanded attention. And I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to get into a little detail right here. And it's funny. But maybe she was a little bit of a celebrity crush. And I don't mean that in a weird way. You know, people take that a weird way because it sounds weird. But it's just her, her infectious love of life her love her zest for life her her humor her humor made her that that person that you just wanted to be around um i always said that no matter what if you gave me gal gadot who is one of the most beautiful women in hollywood and you gave me betty white and they were both coming at me they both wanted me stop laughing stop laughing you haven't even heard the joke yet quit laughing Okay, this is just a scenario in a dream. Quit laughing. Anyway, they both at me. They both want me. They both are like, come back with me. I'm going to rock your world. I always said I would choose Betty White. Now, a lot of people my age and, and younger, even older, could be like, are you insane? Why would you pick Betty White over somebody like Gal Gadot. And I'm going to tell you the reasons right now why I would go for Betty White. Even at 99 years old. One, Betty White seems like that type that would have you, when you're done, going just in a daze. You're confused, you don't know what's going on, and you have fallen in love. I just It seems like she's that type of woman that knew so much. That would have you going, I have never done that before in my life. I did not know I liked it. I did not know I could move that way. I did not know I could feel that way. Don't leave me, Betty. Think about that. Two, if I sat down at a bar next to you, and I had never met you, and we're talking, and I bring up a story like, oh, yeah, I had uh, relations. I had sex with Gal Gadot, and I had sex with Betty White. What is the first person you're going to ask about? Take your time, because you know the answer. Don't lie. If you said anything besides, you had sex with Betty White, what was that like? You're a liar. You know for a fact, if I said Betty White, I had sex with Betty White, and I had sex with anybody else, the first thing you're going to ask is, what was Betty White like? We all know that's true. That's how it goes. That's how it would be. That is the story. That is the truth. And you know it. And I know that it seems like it's weird that um, I'm talking about her passing and me talking about having uh, sexual relations with her or anything like that uh, or what it would have been like or anything like that or stories are like that. But I honestly think that she would listen to that and laugh at it because she would be like, it's probably true, you know. She just, Betty White had that, that sense of humor, that zest for life, and she will be true.
truly missed by everyone in Hollywood and everyone around the world. Again, I've not seen the outpouring uh, for a celebrity passing as, you know, Betty White passed. I have not seen that outpouring from the world like in, in a long time to where literally everybody had great things to say. Not one person is saying a bad thing about her. Even on Twitter, Facebook, I have not seen one person attack Betty White or say she did anything wrong, say she wasn't funny, she wasn't this, she wasn't that. Um, Betty White was truly an, a one-of-a-kind person, a one-of-a-kind soul, a one-of-a-kind actress, and I think she will be uh, truly missed by Hollywood, by the world, by me and the Nerdpool Podcast. We will, we will truly miss Betty White. So... At the end, I want to say rest in peace. I want to send uh, my condolences and my love to her family and her friends, anybody who knew her, and anybody who is grieving for the loss of a, a truly special individual, a truly special soul. Um, and Betty White, may you rest in peace. I hope you're sharing a cheesecake up there with the rest of the Golden Girls. Uh, you know, B and Rue and Estelle. I hope y'all are up there laughing at what the world is, what the world has become, and saying how, you know, you're glad you got out before the bad stuff really happened. Uh, so, thank you all. So, before this uh, podcast ends, I would like to go out on two quotes that Betty White has said over the years. And I think that they truly are indicative of her spirit. And I also think that they could help um, anyone in this day and age. The first one is get at least eight hours of beauty sleep. Nine if you're ugly. You know, that just, <laughs> that's her sense of personality and it was a sense of laughter. The next one is legitimately a, a good quote to go out on and I think is indicative of her. And it's, it's your outlook on life that counts. If you take yourself lightly and don't take yourself too seriously, pretty soon you can find the humor in everyday lives. And sometimes it can be a lifesaver. Well, Betty, you did help make this world a better place. You helped us all smile. You helped us all cry when you're past. You taught us to not live life too seriously, to take the good with the bad, to laugh at things, and to always remember to be a friend. So, Betty, thank you for being a friend. And thank you for all that you do. So with that, follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram again at NerdPoolPodcast. I'm on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. And for NerdPool and at 2022, and for Betty White, thank you for being a friend. And until next time, that's NerdPool. See ya. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down.